Welcome to the Two Cities Podcast. I'm John Anthony Dunn, and today we're talking about dieting during the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know about you, but during this whole outbreak, my dieting and eating habits have just really gone down a hill. If you've been to a grocery store, at least in the States recently, a lot of the best food items that you might regularly eat or want to eat just aren't there. They aren't available. There's a, it's, just a, it's just a difficult time in terms of figuring out what to eat and how to eat. And I feel like given the stresses of everything that's going on, it's really easy to just let our diet slip. We want to have enough food to last us a couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so, especially to help with social distancing. We might not want to go to the grocery store as often, so we want to stock up on things that can sustain us for some time away. And as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking about what's the best way to do this? Could I be doing it better? And I thought, you know what? My little sister is a dietitian at a hospital, and she might have some really great things to share with me and share with all of us today. And so, Christina, how's it going? Hi, John. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, you know, trying to uh, trying to stay sane and safe and healthy during all this craziness. But like I said, I don't feel like I'm eating as well as I should be. So, Tina, why does diet matter? And why does it especially matter during a coronavirus outbreak like this? Sure. Well, diet matters because we want to keep our immune systems healthy. We want to have holistic health to where we're eating the right foods, we're feeling good, we're building that immune system over time Mm -hmm. so that when these things happen, we get illness, we get sick, we're able to fight it off better. So talking about building an immune system, um, that's really the key. And that's really Mm -hmm. your body's way of fighting off infection and and your ability to do so and maybe how quickly you can rebound once you Mm -hmm. do get sick Mm -hmm. and just to maintain your health throughout. It's really a matter of, you know, we get on these bandwagons and these crazes like an outbreak happens or something's going around and then we stock up on emergency or whatever it may be, different vitamins and such. And we get on these bandwagons. And a lot of times it's a short term thing, but we really want to emphasize like long term eating well every day, not just when an outbreak's here, when the outbreak's not here. So that really when it comes, we're kind of well prepared. We've built up our armor, if you will, on the inside so that we can fight this better. And additionally, additionally, isn't it a sort of helpful thing to think about food as medicine itself? Absolutely. That's Hippocrates right there. He certainly said that, and it's very true. I tell it to my patients all the time. Food <laughs> is our medicine, you know, and it really starts with that. It's such a basic thing. It's a necessity of life, and it's something that we have a little control over, but it is so essential and vital. Many, including myself, before I really studied nutrition, didn't realize it's importance uh, on the cellular level that we can't really even see and how it affects those cells and really can in turn affect how we feel and how we deal with both chronic illness, acute illness, anything else that may come our way from the environment and, and such. But I would like to preface saying, you know, when we talk about nutrition and diet, there's definitely nothing that's going to cure a virus or, mm, you know, right, right. stop it from happening. Um, definitely listen to what the CDC is saying about practicing your totally, hygiene and totally. staying away from people for sure. Right, right, right. Well, given the kind of doomsday shopping that perhaps many of us have done, myself included, I, I'm curious to know if if I've done the right thing. Maybe you can uh, inform me and us about this. So I've stocked up on a lot of canned food, a lot of frozen food and a lot of dried food. But, you know, when I thought about it, especially with the canned food, a lot of these 
a lot of the things that I purchased uh, are high in sodium. They're not exactly good for me. So, mm -hmm. of course, I can survive off of them for a time, but that's not exactly a uh, nutritious mm -hmm. way forward. So I'm wondering if, if we're going to, let's say, stock up on canned food, what are mm -hmm better things to get? What, what are the best things to get, right? If we're going to eat a little poorly in this season, what's the best way to do it? Does that make sense? Sure. I think we do have a tendency to buy these non-perishable items that may have more preservatives than we'd like to eat because we think, okay, they're going to sit on our shelf. They're going to be good for a year or two and we're good to go. But there are better strategies out there to buying healthy foods and a variety of foods that will meet your nutrition needs that are also shelf stable. Thinking of canned, you know, you, you can certainly buy canned foods, canned green beans that are uh, low in sodium. You really have to look at these labels. Um, mm -hmm. I know I buy some that have 10 to 20 milligrams of sodium, you know, as long as it's not preserved in salt. But contrary to that, you know, maybe thinking outside the box, even if you bought fresh fruits and veggies, say, you know, have those, don't be afraid to buy fresh fruits because it's like, oh, it's only going to last a week. You know, if you haven't eaten it yet and you know it's about to go bad in a couple days, you know, do some prepping, chop it up, rinse it off, put it in a freezer bag and throw it in your freezer. I mm. do that all the time with pretty much anything. There are a few things that just don't freeze well with, in terms of fresh fruits and veggies, but many do. I even do that with fresh spinach if I buy mm. it in the container. And it's about to go bad and I haven't eaten all of it for, say, a salad. I just throw it in a freezer bag and pop it in the freezer and I use that for smoothies. Mm. I do that with bananas before they're about to go bad. If I see they're starting to brown, I unpeel them, chop them up, put them in a freezer bag, throw those in the freezer. And even just buying frozen fruits and vegetables at the store is a great alternative because they're typically picked at peak season. So they mm. have a high nutrient value. And really a lot of our research has shown that it's pretty comparable to fresh variations. So mm, you're not mm. really compromising your nutrition by buying a frozen blueberry versus a fresh blueberry. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you, you mentioned that some fruit don't keep very well in the freezer. What, what, what are some examples of that? Sure. Well, like an avocado, for example, I oh, find that oh. that's not something that, you sure. know, would freeze well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But pretty much most things would, you know, I think okay. a pineapple, even grapes, you can pop those in the freezer. Yeah, right. um, that's even a good strategy if you had to watch your fluid intake and needed to kind oh, of wet yeah. your whistle, if you will, um, frozen grapes. Um, but pretty much anything really does freeze well. Um, there's really just a few things. And avocado is just one thing that comes to my mind. So during this particular season in which we are self-isolating, we're practicing social distancing, many mm -hmm. of us are working from home, myself, I live alone. And so in the midst of this season, when we're not in physical community as mm -hmm. much, that could take a toll on people's mental health. And I, I'm curious, mm -hmm. is there anything that we could eat that might help us with this particular season mm -hmm. of you know, social isolation and whatever kind of mental health toll that might have for some people? Sure. You know, I don't think there's really any magic food that's going to just instantly boost your mood right away. A lot of times people do lean towards those processed foods because they give you that kind of immediate, oh, yeah, that immediate feeling of satisfaction, if you will. Um, but really maintaining, again, that healthy eating every single day, every meal, trying to have that balance and consistency in your diet is going to have a longer term effect on how you feel mentally. Um, mm. But on top of that, I really feel like the isolation, like you said, 
is affecting our mental health and getting outside if we can. I mean, I know that isn't restricted in most of our areas where we're in that shelter in place situation. You can get outside, walk your dog, get some sunshine. If it's, if the weather's getting better for you, that's really going to be helpful as well. Making sure you still get good sleep and try to try not to focus on things that you can't control. I know that's outside of the nutrition talk, but it's, mm. it's really a matter of thinking about your health holistically, you know, mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit, what mm-hmm. you eat, everything. And it mm-hmm. all affects how you feel both physically and mentally. So I find too, you know, using these types of formats where you're communicating with your family members via video and whatnot can be helpful. So in terms of like immune boosting foods, are there particular things that you would recommend? Um, what are some things that we can do just to kind of stay healthy? What, what are some particular foods? Are there particular recipes <clears throat> that, uh, that you have that you'd like to share? Yeah, actually, I do want to link some recipes down below. When it comes to eating right, a big part of that is getting our fruits and vegetables in every day. What gives the fruits and vegetables their color are things that are called phytochemicals. We may have heard that term. It's mm-hmm. really just a fancy term for a chemical compound that the plant produces. And that's what gives it its color mm-hmm. and helps protect against uh, different pathogens and things. So with that, eating variety, again, balance mm-hmm. and variety. Think of like a rainbow. A lot of people say that eat the rainbow. Um, mm-hmm. That's really true because that's you know telling you to eat all these different types of phytochemicals. There's several different types. So thinking of like oranges, bell peppers, berries, Mm. carrots, asparagus, eggplant, blueberries, all those types of colors, however you can get them in your diet. Mm. Again, whether it be fresh or frozen, you can get that variety in your diet. And with that, you know, there are what we might call maybe superfoods that have, again, more of these chemical compounds that really help our immune system function optimally. Cruciferous vegetables are one of those that can really enhance our immune function. They have, they're sulfur containing, that's why we call them gas forming. So those would be broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, and all this stuff I can link down below as well. I think of mushrooms, they're a great antioxidant type of food. There's actually a lot of more research being done around them recently, just because the way the chemical compound in them kind of helps bind to abnormal cells that are trying to invade our systems and they mm. kind of inhibit their activity. So really oh. white portobellos, all types of mushrooms with that. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say when you met, when you were talking about more shelf stable foods, um, seeds are another one that I think mm. of as a real good power food. You things like chia seeds, flax seeds, sunflower seed, pumpkin seed, all these, you know, very shelf stable. They can sit in your shelf for a long time. They have high protein value, a lot of omega-3s, vitamin E, mm-hmm. and you can eat them in a variety of ways. I mean, you can sprinkle it on a salad and you don't right. even know it's there. You can throw it in a smoothie, throw it in yeah. your soup. Yeah, with that whole uh, eat the rainbow idea, that sounds very, very helpful. I guess really what we should be doing is buying more Skittles. So that's what I hear you saying. Right? <laughs> Taste the rainbow, right? No that- Skittles, no M&Ms. Not what we're saying here. But, you know, and that is the temptation. I think, again, when you talk about mental health and isolation and maybe feeling a little down and and bluesy, um, you know, it's really easy to kind of lean towards those processed high sugar types of foods. But again, we just kind of have to think of our food as medicine. And, you know, how is that going to help us build our immunity? How is that going to help us feel better? It may immediately make us feel satisfied just because of the taste of it, but really mm-hmm. thinking of food in a functional way instead of 
you know, a way that's maybe immediate satisfaction, thinking of it long-term, how is this going to help us function and heal and prevent invasion of, of foreign substances and pathogens and things like that. On top of that, you know, there are some really key nutrients that many of us Americans and even around the world are very deficient in. It's very likely. I think of vitamin D right now is a mm-hmm. big one because pretty much most of us, if we're not eating the right foods and supplementing well, we could very likely be deficient in the winter months because we're mm-hmm. not getting that sunlight. And it's 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 very important for calcium absorption. It's mm-hmm. immune modulating. Um, there's a lot of research out there on vitamin D deficiency and how it increases certain viral illnesses and things. Mm-hmm. So that's very important, you know, not to compromise on that. And what Mm -hmm. I tell people, you know, what I tell my patients, they're picky eaters and they don't like a lot of fruits and vegetables. While we don't know how vitamin mineral supplements, maybe they don't work the same way that food does in terms of how it's digested and absorbed and whatnot and how it works on that cellular level. It is always a good idea to maybe supplement with a vitamin if you're not getting, if if all you're eating is like a meat and potato kind of diet, you know, you're going to be lacking some, some key micronutrients there. So making sure you work with your physician to get on a good multivitamin that works for you might be beneficial for you as well. Yeah, well, that's really helpful. I think what immediately comes to mind is that I need to go do some shopping and uh, <laughs> improve improve what I currently have in my pantry at, at the yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for uh, doing this, Tina. It's really helpful to uh, chat about dieting, especially in this difficult time and thinking through uh, helpful ways to, to move forward to build our immune system as we, you know, shelter in place and and try and uh keep distance from places like the grocery yes. store where where of course a lot of people mm-hmm. are, are gathered at the moment well you're welcome thanks for having me and um i'll definitely link some things down below in terms of maybe a good shopping list that's mm. more shelf stable nutrient dense and then some recipes as well to help you guys so stay healthy everybody like more engagement of theology, culture, and discipleship from the two cities, you can find us on Facebook or visit us at our website at thetwocities.com.